Hello, welcome to the video. Something kind of funny just happened. I'm just sitting down to, to record the video that I had prepared for this week. And before I sat down, I looked at our YouTube uh, studio, like the back office for our YouTube channel. And I noticed Brandon is literally, as we speak, uploading a video. And the title on his video is, My Takeaway Lesson from Warren Buffett, Investing Wisdom for Beginners 2021. And I see by his thumbnail that he has a picture of Warren Buffett at the AGM that just completed on Saturday of this week with a chart or a table in the background that I was planning on incorporating into my video as well. And I thought, well, gee, do I just start from scratch? But I'm gonna push ahead with what I had planned because I think the perspective, I'm very interested. I haven't seen Brandon's video. Literally, it's just uploading. I'm curious to see what his takeaway lessons were from this. And I'm gonna share you the same. I did spend time on Saturday while well, the entire meeting and sadly an hour beforehand watching all the ads, et cetera, because I thought the, hour, the, the meeting started an hour before it actually did, but that's neither here nor there. I spent the time watching the video uh, or the, the meeting on, streamed online to, to see what else I could take away. And just because I'm, you know, I, I love investing and Warren Buffett has been such an icon in our industry. I'm also going to, in this video, not only share my takeaways, I'm gonna share an experience or a couple of experiences because I've been blessed over the last number of years where I've literally been able to go to two AGMs live in Omaha. As most of you know, the, the Berkshire Hathaway AGM is this big event that occurs annually or has occurred annually in Omaha, Nebraska, which is the headquarters. And that's where, you know, where Warren Buffett lives. In 2005, I was taken to the meeting as a guest of a, one of the industry companies and had an amazing experience. And as a younger advisor, just sort of solidified a lot of the things I heard and thought about uh, Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett, his partner, Charlie Munger. And my most recent visit was five years ago. They were different experiences. And I, I wanna share some stories with you today. And then I'm going to conclude with some of the, my takeaways. And I'm very curious to see how they compare with what Brandon as a younger investor took away from these meetings. So one piece uh, of trivia first, before I start. In 2005, when I went to my first Berkshire Hathaway AGM, the share, the trading price of the class A shares was $85,000 per share, per share, one share, $85,000 US. That's, I remember at the time that was crazy. I mean, there was, that was just no, it was unfathomable that a company could be worth that much for one single share. Today, as I'm filming this video, the same shares are trading at about $420,000 US. And you know, that's how, how many years is that? That would be, you know, 20, when did I go? 2005, so it'd be 16 years ago, my first, my first visit there. And that's happened in that 16 year time period. And I remember at the time, people saying 85,000 is way overpriced and you know, Berkshire, or, uh, Buffett's losing it. And, and he's, you know, he hasn't, he hadn't beaten the S&P every year he said he would. And so I find it fascinating that in that time period it's continued to do so well. And that astronomical number of almost half a million dollars US you need to buy a company. When I think back at my time as a, an investment advisor, truly a couple of the highlights of my entire career were attending those AGMs in person and just getting a sense and a feel for, for the, the legacy, for you know, the Oracle of Omaha and, and to actually have been there live, it was just amazing. I'm gonna tell you some stories about that right now. The first thing I'm gonna tell you, well, the first thing I wanna share with you is the question I got both times I went there and came back was, did you get to meet Warren Buffett? You know, who wouldn't want to actually meet Warren Buffett? Well, the answer is no, but I got close. And in fairness, I mean, I wasn't out seeking to meet him. If I would have stumbled across him at a bar somewhere, that would have been really cool. But I did 
take a video. You know, one of the things about the conference or about the, the, the meeting itself, the, the actual AGM is probably half an hour long. And yet it's a weekend full of activities. It's like a carnival-like atmosphere in, in Omaha when you're there. So part of the stadium where they have traditionally held the meetings, they, they hold them in, the, in their, you know, the auditorium area. But on the conference area, they have... Uh, store, they have booths set up. All of the companies that they own or many of the companies they own have booths set up where they, they actually sell merchandise. It's one of their biggest selling days of the year, as a matter of fact. And you can go and you can buy, you know, Dairy Queen items for a dollar each and you can buy cowboy boots and you can buy, you know, terrain models and the whole shebang. It's pretty, it's a pretty cool experience. And occasionally, Warren will come out of his dressing room or wherever he hangs out and just wander through the crowd. And of course, everybody gets excited and wants their picture and their autograph and that type of thing. So one of the times I was down there looking at the displays, I did see a bit of a kerfuffle going on. And of course, I paid attention. And sure enough, Warren himself was wandering through the crowd and people were taking pictures and selfies, that, t that type of thing. He was coming towards me. As I say, I'm not going to jump in front of him and ask for him for his autograph or for a picture. But I did videotape the experience. And he right in front of me stopped and, and uh, took a picture with a lady and, and you know, everything looked happy and, and, and I was able to capture that on video. But in honesty, that's the, the closest that I've been to him personally, but I feel like I kind of almost rubbed shoulders, I guess you would say. So that was kind of cool. The whole weekend is planned over, I think it's about a three-day uh, occurrence, where there are you know, tents, the shops are all packed full of, of um, tourists who are, have come for the meeting, that type of thing. When I was there, when we were there, we, we took advantage of, I mean, there's some wonderful steakhouses in Omaha. I mean, it is cattle country after, after all. Some of the events that Berkshire itself hold, uh, puts on, they have barbecues, they have entertainment, music, that type of thing. One of the uh, things we did, we went to Borsheim's, which is one of the companies that, that Berkshire owns, and they have a big, you know, uh, shareholder night where you can go in and and buy the jewelry. Now, I don't, I think they say they put them at a discount. I'm not a big jewelry guy, so I didn't buy any. But you know, one of the stories I saw, uh, the, one of the buddies I was with was looking at buying a watch, and right beside us there was a couple, and the wife had spotted, I think, a brooch or a necklace or something that she had wanted to buy, or she caught her attention, and she had asked the person behind the counter like how much is that and I remember the the price was $105,000 US to buy that brooch and uh my buddy Mike and I looked at each other kind of like whoa that's pretty expensive and the husband said we'll take it like without hesitation and I realized there is so much money at this conference I mean there's multi multi-millionaires and there are in fact many billionaires that are you know spending time in there the energy in the town and at these events is is really quite magical the stadium, the event at the stadium, uh, let me tell you about that. First of all, pre-event. So on the morning of, I think that typically the meetings are on Saturdays, and I don't know what time they start, 7.30 or 8 o'clock, but for a couple of hours before the event starts, people start lining up because you don't have reserved seats. When you want to uh, go to the event, as a shareholder, you apply for passes. In fact, I'll show you. I dug out my passes here. I don't know how this will come across on camera, but in 2005, this was the shareholder's pass. Uh, I hope that's coming across cl uh, clean. What you do is you get that, you take your lanyard, you hang it around your, your neck, and that shows that you're eligible to enter the meeting. My most recent, 2016, this was the other pass here. Now, these are, I know it's kind of sound kind of silly. These are special to me. These are like memorabilia from the industry. And I mean, Warren Buffett and Berkshire and Charlie Munger, they're icons in the industry. So to have these these items is uh, pretty special to me. I just keep them tucked in a drawer, but I remembered and I thought I'd bring them up for this video. 
this morning I noticed browsing around that uh, you can actually, this pass here, the, the 2016 pass, and I'm sure they're all like this, on eBay, I can sell this for $19 US. I don't know, you're gonna be pretty, uh, I guess, pretty down on your luck if you're actually gonna be selling one of these passes for 20 bucks, but uh, I'm not selling mine. I'll probably pass it down to the, to the kids <clears throat> if they have any interest at that point. Getting back to the actual event. So when you, the people line up for hours uh, before, now when the doors open, as I say, there's no reserved seatings. So it's almost like a mini stampede to get to your seats. It's a full auditorium. And aside from the board of directors at the front, and I guess a few other probably VIP sections, it's, it's first come first serve. So you see people literally sprinting to get good seats. And I'll show you here where we sat, the 2016 meeting. It was, I mean, the seats are okay. You'll, you'll notice that uh, there's a big stage set up and Warren and Charlie sit in that. You can see them there, the little spot there by those golden curtains. And of course they have the big screens on there so everybody can see what is happening on there. The bottom line is to be in that room. I guess it's like going to a big rock concert, you know, and your hero, your your musical hero is on the stage. They look like a little speck far away, but you know they're there and you're sharing the experience with them. And that's uh, that's pretty cool. Both years I went, I got pretty good seats. I wasn't sitting way at the back. I wasn't at the front. I guess you have to be an A shareholder to, to do that. Another experience that you have to take in if you go to, I would say to Omaha in general, but certainly on the weekend of the AGM is you got to go see Warren Buffett's house. It's, you know, it's in town. And uh, we hired an Uber to go to a, a, one of the other events. And uh, we just said to him, you know, you know where Warren Buffett lives? And he laughs. This is, of course, every every taxi driver, every Uber driver knows. So we took by, we drove by there. We took a little detour on our way to the event. And we got our picture. You can see our smiling faces here in front of, in front of Warren's house. Uh, a little story that he told this year at the on the uh, streamed AGM is he met Charlie Munger, his partner, 62 years ago. And when they met, he was actually buying this house and Charlie was actually building a house at the same time as younger men. And they both live in the same houses today. Now, they're nice houses. They're not, you know, little shacks that have all, you know, <laughs> gone to pot and you wouldn't want to live in. But the humbleness of these guys who could go out and buy any spot on the planet they bought the houses, they're both comfortable, and they're still living in those places 62 years later. So I think that's a lesson about sort of the mindset of, of those two gentlemen. In the Omaha, on the town or the city of Omaha during that week, another sort of byproduct, I guess, of being there during the AGM is you, if it's important, if you like it, if it's cool, you get to hang out or at least rub shoulders with multimillionaires and with billionaires. And a couple of quick stories. We were in a lounge at the hotel we were staying at one night and you know everybody's sitting there having their drinks enjoying their cocktails and their conversation and in the door walks bill gates bill gates and a, a friend of his i assume they looked pretty chatty and they walked up to the bar and they stood beside of the beside the bar and so of course you know the whole room's a, a little bit of buzz and everybody's murmuring oh that's bill gates that's bill, that's bill gates and they got a couple of drinks so they're just standing by the counter taking a couple of sips well within a couple of minutes i would say the first person had walked up and asked, I can't remember, you know, can I take your picture or can I have an autograph? Whatever it was, walked up and it sort of interrupted, I would say, the two guys. Seconds after that, the next person came, the next person, and within a couple of minutes, they were literally surrounded by a crowd of people. Um, very polite, but all wanting an autograph, a photo, that type of thing. And I felt really bad, and I've always thought since I was young, I'd love to be rich, but being famous doesn't really interest me. Like, you know, the rich and famous and the mystique of this, it just seemed to me that 
I'd like to be able to go and relax and enjoy a drink with and some conversation with a good buddy without that. So after about five minutes or so, they abandoned their drinks. They sort of wished everybody well, said they had to leave and they walked out. Everybody you know, went back to their own tables. Probably half an hour later, the same thing was repeated. They came back in again. They went to the same spot, got their drinks, fresh ones, and started sipping them. And th this was repeated again. So I, I really felt, uh, man, you know, the... The, uh, a few weeks ago, I did a video on can money buy happiness and it can buy a lot of stuff, but heck, I would not be happy if every time I went out into public, I was you know, swarmed by a whole bunch of individuals and you know, taking up my time and, and wanting my autograph. I get it. You know, that's uh, it's kind of special, I guess, if you have it. But gee, uh, it's not a life I would want to live. Another story of, uh, you know, wealth, I guess you would say. My favorite uh, bar, I guess, in uh, Omaha is called the Havana Garage. And it's a cigar bar. You go there, you have your beer, and, you you know, they have a big, huge walk-in humidor. You can pick out your cigar or a glass of scotch, whatever your preference is. And uh, my buddies and I were sitting there having a cigar and a drink. And one of the things about this week in Omaha is that people tend... Is everybody's friends with everybody. And everybody, you know, is taking pictures together, and you're meeting people, and everybody says hello. And one of the... Uh, women who was just standing beside us at the bar and, and um, were chatting with introduced us to her family. And the the fellow, the, the man at the table, I, I didn't recognize him at the time, but his name is Stephen Burke. And he uh, was a Comcast director. He's actually on the board of directors of Berkshire Hathaway. And he's the, in fact, just as of this last year, late last year, November or December, he's uh, finished his term as the CEO of NBC Universal. And this is a multi, 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 multi millionaire sitting there in the pub, just like anybody else. And there's no way you would know. There's no pretentiousness or no, you know, flashing money around. Like I've seen at some of the local bars in Vancouver. Just the nicest guy, the nicest family. And these are experiences that is just almost surreal. Like this guy could buy this town and yet he's just sitting there like everybody else drinking a beer and, and having, I don't even remember if he was smoking a cigar. It doesn't really matter. Another quick story I'm going to tell you about uh, fame, being famous in Omaha is a little bit of a twist to this one. My, my friend Dave and I, we were out at one of the events on our walk back to the hotel. We wanted a snack and we came across this uh, taco truck, I guess you'd call it, like a food truck. And we decided we'd have uh, a wrap or something on the way home. So there was a group of about five or six people standing, I would say probably eight to 10 feet away from the truck. And so we just sort of went past them up to the counter to order. And as we got there, we heard this lady from behind and she said like, hey, what are you guys doing butting in? And we didn't realize they were waiting in line. We thought maybe they were waiting for their food or just standing in the area. So we turned around, of course, being polite Canadians, we apologized profusely and said, oh, we didn't realize that you were in line. And the lady said, like, who are you guys, Beavis and Butthead? Because we had butted in line. Well, imagine their shock when I said, well, actually, I'm Beavis. And they said, yeah, yeah, whatever. I pulled out my driver's license and I showed them my driver's license. And they didn't believe it was real at first. At first, they thought it was fake. Well, by the time I had convinced them that my actually my name is Beavis, uh, I became a little bit of a celebrity. Not a rich one, but I was famous for my 15 minutes of fame there. And the people in the group all wanted their picture taken. And, and we got a real kick out of that. We thought it was a, a, a pretty funny moment in the big scheme of things. Now, let's get to the actual meat of the meetings and, and what you take away from these meetings. And as I mentioned, I saw Brandon had produced this video. I don't know what he said in it, although I do assume because he had those charts on there, he talked about the largest 20 companies and, the, and you know 30 years ago and, 30, and today. So I'm not going to mention that. I hope he did put it in there. But I am going to 
give another takeaway from the meeting this year, but then four takeaways that I learned from my previous actual experiences being there. So number one, the takeaway I heard from this year, the question that came out or the topic of discussion at the time was, you know, Warren Buffett is kind of famous for saying buy an S&P 500 or an index fund in general, but he recommends the S&P 500 and let it go. Don't worry about trading stocks. And he, you know, sort of acknowledges that most people don't have the experience or the, the skills necessary to actively manage a portfolio. So just be passive. You will do well over time. And that's proven to be a very good strategy. Charlie Munger was talking about he was uh, the question was essentially what do you have against professionals or why you know why not hire professional management and his quote or what he said during the meeting and he, he he prefaced it by talking about particularly the last year and how so many people have gotten into the markets and it's their first experience and you know, we're seeing wild swings and without the proper skills you can be taken advantage of and he said uh, I'm going to read this just to make sure I get it properly. He said, I don't like the professionals who take the suckers. And he wasn't saying blanket professional management is bad, but he recognizes, and I believe it's true, that a lot of the huge swings that are going on right now are people manipulating and are being manipulative of the real rookies, the noobs, um, who the newbies who... Um, are you know just trying to learn the ropes and I think need a strong foundation before they get into these you know the short squeezes and all the things that we've seen over the last little while and so Charlie's point is don't be a sucker and get taken in by these people dispensing all this advice and predominantly the you know don't miss out because this is the opportunity and, and all that type of thing and as a an individual who spent the better part of my adult life uh, guiding other people and counseling other people. Uh, the the worst people in the industry are those who take advantage of people who don't know what they're doing and they put their faith in you. So if you're a YouTuber who is learning the ropes, be wary and don't just fall for every little pitch that comes out there uh, because you know it, it's, it's going to hurt you uh, at some point. Uh, four key takeaways. First of all, number one, I don't think this is one of my takeaways, but it's a lot of fun. If you have the chance to get to uh, Omaha during the next year's AGM, um, if you can afford it, take it. It's expensive. I mean, hotels are expensive, uh, flights are expensive during that week. But if it's in your budget and if you're a you know an investor, it's really quite an experience that I think is really nice if you can if you can um, take advantage of of that. I'm skeptical there will be one next year. Um, really, in the, you know since even five years ago. I see how much Warren and Charlie have slowed down. And uh, I know Charlie hasn't traveled the last couple of years. It could be COVID related. It could also just be, you know, he's 97. So maybe he's not up to traveling these days. I have no idea. But if there is one next year, take it in because there's certainly not going to be a, a lot more of them. Another lesson, nothing happens overnight. I mean, these guys have been at it, like, you know, Berkshire, 50 years plus building this immense wealth. And they are students of buy good quality companies, you know, hold them for the long term, not a ton of trading. It doesn't mean you can't. And in fact, they do make trades, um, but, you know, manage the portfolio with a long, long, long term perspective in mind. Nothing happens overnight. Another lesson is that you will make mistakes and you know, uh, Warren Buffett is so humble. In fact, all, almost too humble where, you know, during the meetings, he'll, you know, people will say, well, Berkshire did this or Berkshire did that and made that decision. You sold the airlines too early. And he always will say, Berkshire didn't do it. I did it. That was my decision. The, you know, he's making those trade calls. 
being humble when you are making those calls. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to make the wrong bets from time to time. From time to time, just learn from it. Admit your mistakes. Don't try and be the hero and know it all because you're you know that's never going to work out very well. Uh, have your plan. Stick to the plan. And uh, you know just you know when you fall off track, get back on track. Uh, last lesson I would say I will take away is. If you have good quality assets, you can take the losses. The markets go up and down. If you're an equity investor, despite what some gurus say, you will have periods of time, days, weeks, months, years sometimes, where your investments don't pan out. And if you have crappy uh, stocks, crappy holdings, just like if you have a crappy piece of real estate, it's not going to recover. If you have good quality piece of land somewhere, or if you have good quality assets, they are going to recover and uh, you know you you can do very well by doing that. So those are kind of the key lessons I took away when I think back to my experiences being there in that room. It's the humility, it's doing right by other people. Uh, it, it's the you know sticking with the, the with the foundational uh, aspects of investing. Don't try and reinvent the wheel all, all the time. And uh, it just you know almost warms my heart that the, the, that these people just espouse this, and they have all uh, obviously had these followers for so many years. That um, I, I hope that if you watched it online, or if you're able to get something from these videos, uh, and certainly if you've been there uh, in person, you'll understand what I'm talking about because it really is a unique experience. Um, not many more chances. If you get a chance, go. I'm going to wrap this video up. Um, as always, I will point out that uh, just beneath this video, there is a link to our investing academy. And you know, if you're a beginner investor or if you're an experienced investor who just wants to learn more about the way the markets work or to stay up to date, uh, we do have a variety of, of courses and a newsletter and our uh, private memberships group, that type of thing. Maybe for you, maybe not. But if it is uh, something you're interested in, the link is down below. I will wrap up the video and I will say, please, uh, you know, Big thumbs up would really help if you enjoyed the video and I look forward to seeing you in the next video.